Well, once again, the Eagles season is saved. They beat the Bills in Buffalo 31-13 to improve their record to 4-4. Four and four. The great Ray Dininger is here to help me break it all down. Ray, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the season saved. How safe is it to say that this team, this Eagles team, now at 4-4, four and four, will go on a run? <laughs> I'm not prepared to go there yet. Um, your, your first statement about the season being saved, I think, is true. Um, if they had lost... If they had lost yesterday, it would have been hard to salvage. It really, it really would have been. Uh, but now you get back to four and four. You got it, uh, what would appear to be a winnable game coming up against a struggling Bears team at home next Sunday. Then a bye week, and you know, and then and then I think you can say that the you can look ahead with some measure of optimism. But it had to start. It had to start yesterday in Buffalo. And to their credit, they came out and they uh, played really well. It was a really, it was a real complete game. Uh, offense played well, defense played well, um, and they came out of it with uh, you know, with their season back intact. And and I will tell you that the Bills, uh, they were not as good as the 5-1 and one record would sort of indicate, but they're not a bad team, and they're certainly a good team on defense, and the Eagles really had their way with them in the second half. You said it was a real complete game. What, what, what did you like most about the victory yesterday? Uh, I thought there was some. I thought the offense. I thought the coaching staff on offense did a did a good job. They, they introduced a few new things. Uh, utilized the screen pass a little bit more. Um, they obviously ran the ball a ton. I mean, 41, 41 rushing attempts is a lot in today's NFL, and it's particularly a lot with Doug Peterson calling the plays. Um, but they recognized the conditions up there, which were cold and windy and rainy, not conducive to throwing the ball. So the Eagles committed to running and. I, I've I've said for a long time that I think that this this team is a much better team when they have balance in the offense. The more they skew towards the pass, the more trouble they have. When they when they incorporate the run and sometimes lean even more heavily on the run, I think they're a better team. The offensive line's really good, and uh, you saw yesterday. I mean, Jordan Howard has been a great addition to this team, and I really don't think they've used him enough. And yesterday they kind of put the ball in his hands, and he did a he did a terrific job. No, he was tremendous, and I agree with you that, they, that when they're balanced, they're at their best, and I understand you know, that the weather probably had a lot to do with Doug calling that many running plays yesterday, but shouldn't, Ray, shouldn't this be the blueprint for this team going forward for the rest of the season? Try to balance it, try to establish it on the ground, and then take it from there? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I definitely think so. Um, and Doug kind of said that. I mean, the best... Their best performance previous to yesterday was the game in, in Green Bay, where they used pretty much the same formula. I mean, they came out and they ran the ball a lot in Green Bay um, and came from behind using the running game, which teams don't normally do. Normally, when teams fall behind, that's when they commit to the pass. And the Eagles stayed with the run and proved to be a winning formula. And after the game, Doug's comment, I remember him using the comment, he said, well, I think this is the recipe. He used that term. He said, I think this is the recipe that uh, we're a better team when we run the ball. Well, then... Go back to that recipe more often. It, um, and I, I definitely think that's true. And you certainly saw it yesterday. They, um, coming into the season, one of the things we said about this team was we said that one of their great strengths was their offensive line. Uh, and I still think that's true. I think the offensive line is really good. And uh, so let them go out and, and clear the way for you. And uh, that's what they did yesterday. Once you get control of the game on the ground, once you get control of the line of scrimmage, then that makes everything else possible. It, set, it helps set up the passing game. It allows you to control the clock, uh, and it keeps the other. It keeps your defense, which has had been a real problem in the last few weeks. Keeps your defense off the field. You're in control of the ball. You're in control of the field position. It's a safer way to go, and I think it's a better way to go. 
He didn't light up the stat sheet, Ray, uh, but he's, I thought he still had a sensational game. What did you think of Carson Wentz? Yeah, I thought he was really good. I mean, if you look at the numbers, you know, 172 yards passing doesn't look anything special. One touchdown pass doesn't seem to be anything special. But I, I thought the way he, he ran the offense, um, he made some big throws in spots where they needed him. Uh, and he also ran the ball when the opportunity presented itself. And, uh, you know, he had eight, he, eight rushing attempts for 35 yards. And, and every time he took off, um, it was in a way, I know there's a tremendous concern about him and nobody wants to put him at risk and everybody's afraid that he's going to get hurt again. But his, when he chooses to run, I, I think he runs very smartly. And you saw the runs he had yesterday. He had a couple real good ones that picked him up first downs. And he was never at risk. I mean, he just he saw an opening. He ran it. Once once the defense converged on him, he just went to the ground, used the rules to protect him, and he was fine, just bounced right up. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, going back to the idea that there are two best games this year, there are two most complete games this year, were Green Bay and yesterday. And those were the two games where Wentz threw for the least yards. If you, if you just went by his numbers, those are the two games where he had less passing yardage than he had in the other games. And yet, who cares? You know, it's... The idea is to just go out and win, and it, again, it speaks to the idea that that when this team runs the football, they're they're a better team, they're a better balanced team on offense, and they're also helping out their defense. Uh, this defense got torched against the Vikings and the Cowboys, but they performed much better yesterday against a Bills team that that's not as talented offensively. They got some nice players: Frank Gore, Josh Allen, uh, uh, Cole Beasley. What what stood out to you yesterday about the defense? Uh, I thought that they came in with a, with a really good plan. I, the that figured to be an area where I thought the Eagles could do okay because the problem they had with Minnesota and Dallas both was that they they, they have explosive offensive teams. I mean, they have teams that can score points in bunches. They have big play big play talented players. The Bills didn't have that. Um, the Bills are a team that they kind of they have a young quarterback who's still trying to figure things out. Um, they have uh, running backs that are just kind of okay. Uh, and receivers that are kind of in the same category. And so they, they are not a team that's going to hit a ton of big plays. They can move the ball, they can block, and they can pick up some first downs, but they're not a team that's going to hit you with 40, 50, 60-yard plays, which has really been killing the Eagles, giving up the big play. Buffalo didn't have that kind of offense. So I thought in that respect that the Eagles could kind of keep them under control, and that's why I, I kind of expected a, low, a low-scoring game. Um, but I thought the Eagles did a really good job. They basically took the run away. The Bills really couldn't run the ball at all. And they put the young quarterback in a tough spot. Josh Allen's got some talent, and uh, but he's still trying to learn how to play up here in the NFL. And the Eagles, in terms of their defense, they changed the coverages up some. They did a pretty good job getting pressure on him. Uh, I mean, he ran for a few first downs, but largely they kept him off balance and on the run all day. So that was uh, that was a winning formula on defense. And you know, now next week with Chicago coming in, they have another team that's really struggling on offense with another young quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky that's going through a lot of the same kind of growing pains. Uh, Ray, uh, I know the Eagles in the locker room afterwards really downplayed what happened on Friday with Orlando Skandrick, said that, you know, they don't pay any attention to it, this and that. Um, but they're still human. So when, when a former teammate of theirs goes on national television and criticizes many aspects of the team, criticizes one of the leaders of the team who's been an utmost professional since he arrived to Philadelphia, I believe, before the 2014 season. When he, when he, when Orlando Skandrick does that, I have to think that it has to light some sort of fire under the Eagles. So, like, if, if I had to give a game ball, one of the game balls away 
for for this for yesterday's win. I would give it to Orlando Scandry because I would think that that was one you know his biggest contribution to the Eagles to kind of like wake him up a little bit. What did you make of that whole situation? Yeah, I I would give him a game ball too, deflated, but I would <laughs> I would def, I would definitely give him one because uh, I kind of agree with you. I, I I know the players the players weren't going to acknowledge that that that's that that's really kind of inspired them because I mean they don't want to give him that much credit, uh, but. Of course, they're human. They heard it, and that those comments coming on the at, at the tail end of what had been just hell week for them. Anyway, uh, I really do think it. I really do think it kind of galvanized them. Now they may have gone out and played exactly the same way yesterday, anyhow, because they knew how important that game was. But this was this was one more giant sized log on the fire. I don't have any doubt about that. And you know, it was after the Scandrick thing that. The, the, we found out that the Eagles had a team meeting, that the, the guys called together a team meeting, coaches, players only, no coaches in the room. And that can go, that can go a couple different ways. I mean, I've seen some team meetings that, that went really badly and were actually, and were actually counterproductive. It turned into a big finger-pointing session. But it, obviously, this team really did rally. And you have a lot of guys here that were part of a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago. And, you know, they remember what a special year that was. And I think the message that came up was, listen, everybody's beaten up on us. Nobody thinks we can do this. We heard a lot of the same stuff two years ago. And look where we wound up. We wound up in the Super Bowl. So, uh, we can get back there again, but we can't get back there again without a win on Sunday. So it just refocused them. And yeah, I mean, Orlando Skandrick is, he had a brief time with the Eagles and he didn't contribute much, but this week he probably contributed more than ever. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and you know, to get back to that ultimate goal, Ray, right now they're four and four. To get back to that ultimate goal, they're probably going to need some help within the next 24 hours or so with the trade deadline coming tomorrow. What do you think they should address if they can address it? Well, I've been saying all along the secondary, but um, I don't know. I mean, now you've got you got Ronald Darby back, and he made a real big play on a fourth down, fourth down situation yesterday. So he's back. Um, LeBlanc will be back at some point. Maddox is pretty close to coming back. So um, if they're going to make one acquisition tomorrow, uh, I might think in terms of the defensive line. I might think in terms of a de- another defensive lineman, and not just somebody who's off of somebody else's practice squad, but a guy that can come in and really play. Um, that would be kind of where I would go. I mean, you could make a case for a wide receiver because they still aren't getting much production out of that one other wide receiver spot until Deshaun Jackson gets back. But I, I do expect them to make a move because I do think that now at 4-4 four and four, they're back in position where, look, you know, this division is very winnable still. I mean, they're one game behind the Cowboys, but it is just one game. So I think they feel like in, in-house there that they're still in the race here, and they realize they're still an incomplete team. So I would expect Howie Roseman to make some kind of a move and, you know, right now, if they were to pick one, I would probably say defensive line, maybe defensive tackle. Well, it should be very interesting tomorrow, Ray. Uh, the Bears are a mess. They're coming into town on the three-game losing streak and on another, uh, you know, <laughs> kicking mistake by one of their many kickers that they've had in, in recent times. So it should be a, a very interesting game on Sunday to see how the Eagles handle a team that is probably more of a mess than they were going into the Buffalo game. Look forward to preview, previewing it with you on Friday morning. I look forward to it too, Dave. Thanks, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia.